Hey, Foamies, it's time for another edition of the ITF Flowcast. Uh, this week, we talk with Adrian Dominguez. He's the owner of Master Window Cleaning Professional out in the Bay Area. Uh, we have a wide-ranging interview. Uh, we talk about a lot of different topics, uh, including uh, his growth from uh, uh, working for someone else to becoming a single owner operator of his own business in his area. Talks about some of the things that he's, you know, kind of came to. We talk a lot about equipment as well, preferences, that type of thing. Uh, we also talk about uh, the importance of um, networking, both in a formal setting like with the IWCA, but also networking within our own city with uh, other window cleaners uh, in our area, uh, maintaining friendly but competitive relationships with them and how that can benefit us. And we also have a discussion about the importance of developing the loyalty within our customer base by forming those relationships, you know, uh, going beyond just being a service provider, uh, but actually uh, getting to know the people and, and having them uh, root for your, your business to succeed. So it was a really interesting interview and we won't delay anymore. And I know you're going to enjoy it. Hey, Flomies, it's time for another edition of the ITF Flowcast. And this week we have a treat for you. We got Adrian Dominguez with us. How you doing, Adrian? Good. Good, man. Good to, good to talk with you. Thanks so much for making the time. So you are the owner of Master Window Cleaning Professional, and you work out of uh, like the Silicon Valley Bay Area uh, uh, region of the, of the U.S., correct? Yes, that's correct. Awesome. So you been, and how long have you been doing it? Uh, almost 17 years. 17 years. Awesome. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very experienced. Nice. Well, before we get into it, though, I just have to give you a congratulations you got a brand new baby boy that was uh, just delivered uh, a few days ago, right? Yes, that's correct. Thank what, you. What's his name? Uh, Luke. Luke. Oh, that's right. Because it was close to the May the 4th to be with you, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was supposed to land on that day, but. Ah, oh, just, just know, missed five, it, right? Just five hours, man. I was like, just wait five more hours there. <laughs> no, it would have been so cool. I mean, but. No, that's awesome. Know, yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. So, so if, if you nod off during the interview, I'm not going to hold it against you. All right. I, I understand. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But how is that? Um, how are you guys able to work it out as far as like you're running your business? I think you said your wife works or is she able to take a leave of absence? She's taking a leave right now. Oh, nice. Yeah. She's good. taking a leave. And I took this week off, but I go back Monday and it's, you know, I don't know how it's going to work out with her because mm-hmm. we have a two and a half year old. Sure. Um, but we're trying to adjust to it, trying to figure things out. So it's going to be hopefully an easy trans transition for her. Um, if not, then, you know, we'll figure it out. We got family yeah. here. Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, it's, uh, and we're just trying to do the best we can right now with the babies. And yeah, well, it's a lot of work, but man, I'm so happy for you. And, and, uh, that's, I'll, that's neat that, uh, you're, you're, is, you have a son, right? And, uh, the firstborn. Son? Yes. Uh, so I have a little baby actually, brother now. So he's actually, um, it is my first with her, um, but he's actually boy number five. Oh, okay. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got three teenagers. Uh, the twins are 18. Um, and then the, I got a, eight, a 17 year old and then the two and a half year old and then, you know, the five day old man all right well well that's gonna sound like a lot of fun man I, i'm really happy for you and, and your your uh, family it's it's really cool to have that addition so congratulations thank you well i, I wanted to have you on uh because uh you are a, a single um uh, owner operator 
And, you know, we have that, that that's a big chunk of the, the whole window cleaner, you know, industry, a lot of single operate owners. And you've, you've done a really nice job of establishing, your, establishing yourself in an area that really has a lot of window cleaners. So I thought you had a lot of really good ideas to benefit. But first, why don't you talk a little bit about how you got into window cleaning, how you started, what gave you the ideas and when you went on your own and how that was like. So I... I got into window cleaning. I think I was, uh, I, I was looking for a job and I went through a, a temp agency or something. Um, or what, it was one of those places that help you look for work sure. over in Salinas. And they referred me over to this guy in Carmel Valley. And uh, I went, I did the interview. I, you know, I've done a little bit of window cleaning other jobs, right? Like, when I was working yeah. at gas stations and stuff. Right, right, right. Nothing like, you know, where it was just all about the windows. And uh, yeah, I got the interview. You know, they hired me. I A couple days in, um, my boss was like, he kind of took me under his wing. They, they used to have a, a, one of the um, Quail Meadows or the Quail Golf Course down there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they have a, they used to keep a guy there. All the new, all the rookies used to start there. Mm. It was the best place for them, you know, to easy practice. windows, easy paint. Yeah. 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 It's routine. You know, you do rooms, you do the, the, the stores and stuff outside of work. Um, so after a while, um, he, he kind of saw that, you know, I, I kind of, I got it, you know, I was mm-hmm. like, I got the technique and, and so he started taking me out and um, to the jobs and, it just kind of, from there, it just kind of, you know, took off. Um, yeah, it took me about a week, a week to get it, I think, to get it really Yeah, that's fast, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what I, it sounds kind of crazy, but you know what I think it was? It, then I think it was like my third day in or fourth day in. Um, that night, I had a dream. I was just cleaning windows, man, in my dream. It was like nonstop. I don't know if you ever had those, you know, where those dreams were just work related and i have a lot of work related dreams but usually it involves me like losing my business <laughs> so oh, no, it's never it's never me actually cleaning it's usually like oh remember that check that you were supposed to pay like three months ago you know oh yeah well, it's come and do now you know that, those are my kind of dreams those anxiety dreams i, I rarely have like actually working dreams yeah yeah no man uh, in that dream and i won't forget it because I, I i swear man it was like the day after it was like you I had it. it. You know, it was like, like I the Matrix. It. They just downloaded the, the window cleaning program into your brain, huh? Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Uh, and uh, I, I was there with that guy for like uh, five years, I believe. And then I, I ended up going to the Bay Area to work for, um, actually, no. When I was in the Bay Area, I went through a, a temp agency. I was doing a bunch of random jobs. And then one day I was working for a plumber and I told him, man, man, you know, I really wanted to get into a window clean out here and get into the skyscrapers and, you know, do all the high rise work. And so he was like, really? He goes, well, I know a guy that's in our, one of those, uh, uh, what do you call those? Uh, like a networking, networking, group? a networking group. And it's like, he's like, yeah, it's him and his son. And they got a couple of employees and, you know, I'll, I'll reach out to him next time I see him, I'll, I'll let him know about you. And so 
um, he did, you know, he, uh, I worked with the guy for a little bit and um, he, I think he told me, yeah, I, I mentioned, I mentioned something to the guy, but he, he, I guess he's, he's kind of like, he has all the people he needs right now. Mm. Well, a couple months later, you know, I, I get the, I get the call and it, it, I got, this guy came to pick me up to uh, try me out. And his name is Ron Frediani and um, super cool guy. And uh, after he saw me climb up these ladders in the golf course, the stacks, he saw me with the stacks. He saw me go up and down this tower and pretty much, you know, after that, I guess he, he told me after I saw you climb those ladders, man, I knew like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. So when you said stacks, I say if I had a guy who didn't have any experience and they do, they knew how to use stacks right away. I'd hire him a second. <laughs> I'd be like, Oh yeah, that guy's, that guy's going places. I'm, Cause I can't even hand, I got a pair, I got a set of stacks and I struggle with them. So, well, you know what the funny thing was, man, it was um, when I, when I worked for him that day, I had never seen sorbo channels, man. It was all a Tory. That's all that the other company used. Mm-hmm. That's all we so, use. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, I was like, man, what that was this big thing? <laughs> I mean, I knew it was a squeegee, but it wasn't what I was used to, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, eventually I got used to the Sorbo and, you know, I, I, I try to stick with the Tory for a while, but after using Sorbo for, I, I kind of, you get used to it. Yeah. I, yeah. I got used to it. It's a whole different feel. I mean, I, just even channels aside, the rubber itself is a whole different feel. And it is, it is more ideal for commercial stuff. Definitely wide frames. You know, I, I struggle with it in, in residential because, you know, I, I think what's nice about the Edray channels is they're, they're thin. So you can kind of get behind like blinds and you can get behind skinny stuff that, you yeah. know, you don't really run into on the commercial. Whereas yeah. with the with the Sorbo or even with the like the Edray Super Channel or the the Unger Ninja, you know, all of those with the thicker channels, you it's like that little weight just kind of carries, you know, and you can just kind of cover a lot of ground a lot easier with with. Uh, but I've been, I've used Edray my whole life, so I, it's like second nature, you know, like any benefits that the the thicker channels give. I, I kind of have learned just to overcome it after so many years, you know, I just, it's just, it feels weird if I have anything else in my hand other than a, an Ettery brass, you know, 18 inch. It's just what I, I use for so long. I've, I've tried everything just about, I mean, I, I'm always up for trying stuff, you know, um, but uh, I always come back to the, the Ettery brass. Right. Yeah. Well, I do carry uh, one of those channels because, you know, there's those areas where you do need yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you learn to have a little bit of everything mm-hmm. because along the way you, you experience all these mm-hmm. um, challenges and sometimes, you know, the, the sorbos can't, don't cut it all the time. Yep. Yep. The, well, and, and like, I, that's why I have a wagtail. I, I carry a wagtail with me. I don't use it very much, but there are just some windows that you, that's the best way to do it. You know, the best way is, and, and you know, you could use a, a Mormon, you know, with the, the flick and everything um, if you wanted, but, uh, you know, it's like you said, like, and I have another worker who he pretty much only uses the wagtail. He, that's what he loves. And when he does, especially commercial or, you know, we're doing residential with big pains, that's all he does. He just loves the, cause he comes from a drop, you know, from a, a high rise background. So he was used to, you know, that's what he used on there, you know, on, on when he dropped. So, um, he's just really good at it. I mean, he's just really, really good. Um, and I'm decent. I'm not great, but, but like you said, there's some where you, you know, if you can avoid getting up a ladder and you learn how to use this tool, it's worth it. You know, then you have yeah. it and it's, it's available to, to pull out if you need it. 
Yeah. And I mean, you've been doing that for what, 20 years, you said? 20, right? yeah. Yeah. So you started like me. It's all traditional, man. So yep. you learn with the polls, the, the ledgers, mm -hmm. all that stuff, man. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I got really, I, now I, I got a little rusty with the ledger, um, but back in the day, I was really good with the ledger. I mean, I, I can still do it and I still have a couple accounts where I need it. Um, but same thing with the backflip, the Adderay backflip. I'm so fast with the backflip, you know, and then people will be like, oh, how come you don't do this and this? And I'm like, I could, but let me just show you how fast I am with this. <laughs> and then you tell me if it's really <laughs> worth me learning a whole new style, you know, and I yeah. might be, you know, they may be like, three seconds faster than me. And it's like, ah, that's not <laughs> enough for me to, to want to have to devote a whole lot of time to learning, you know, how to use a Mormon this way, you know, when I could just do the backflip just as fast, you know? Yeah. Well, with the backflip, I used to use that, um, over in Carmel, but the thing about it was, cause it's, it's in the coast, right? So it's super windy, man. And yeah, you know, yeah, you get too much true. water. And the thing about the coast is you got all that salt. Mm -hmm. right so you gotta you know you really have to wet that window if you yeah. don't want to leave those streaks on there yeah 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 we don't deal with any salt <laughs> in, in arizona <laughs> we, are, we are all dirt all dust that that's our biggest well the dust in the in the sun so yeah. um you know, that's why the backflip's nice because you can have a big pain and i can break it up into three sections so i'll wet twice and then squeegee down wet in the middle, squeegee down, wet on the end, squeegee down. And all it's all in one motion because I'm just flipping the, the thing. And that's why I got so good at it because in the heat, when you're trying to pull, if you try to wet that entire pane and then go back and then squeegee, uh-uh, it's not working, you know? Yeah. And the wagtail is, diff is, is decent, it really is, but you can't get the, 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 um, the washer as soaking wet as you can with the, the backflip. The backflip is just a regular, you know, I, I use a golden glove on it. And that holds so much water. So with with the, the wagtail with the Mormon, you know, it's just that thin that thin material. And so I found that even though I can do you know all the motion flipping, if if it's a big pain, I can even start to see where it starts drying too fast towards the end of, of the motion. You know, so yeah. with the backflip, it's just a regular you know uh, um, a strip washer sleeve, and I can get that nice and wet and soaking, and then just go and handle it. You know, in the heat. So that's kind of why I found that as kind of my, my weapon of choice, you know, when, it, when it came to the sun. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, like I said, I, I use all of it though. I mean, I, I, like you say, you can't really stick to just one when there's so many awesome tools out there that, you know, are just perfect for certain circumstances for sure. Yeah. For me, um, the storefronts, the, I, I tried going back to the Torah, man, and I, it's not the same what, but I buy the, so I know that sometimes when you buy the um, Sorbo channel, Mm -hmm. It comes with a certain rubber. Right. I don't think it's the same as when you buy the roll. So no, you buy the 50 foot roll and man, it's like, yeah, that's the ticket. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people who love, who love cutting their own rubber, man, they, they can't, they will never buy anything out of that roll. They love it. Yeah. 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 That's kind of my, my deal too. Um, but I did try, I actually last season, I tried the uh, um, black diamond. Oh rubber. yeah. How do you so, like it? How'd you like it? Was, it? it was, it was pretty good. I mean, I liked it uh, for fanning um, a little bit more, uh, but uh, not as much for the the pull downs for mm -hmm. the storefronts and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's I I, I kind of liked it just more for the fanning. Well, see, I I tried a package when it first came out, and um, 
not not like right at the beginning, but like right when it started first started getting kind of some buzz, you know. And um, man, I wasn't impressed. I just felt like it it didn't last very long, and I I kind of got little streaks where I normally wouldn't get streaks, you know. Mm-hmm. But then uh, I realized um, that there was a lot of it. I don't know if you know the whole story. I'm not going to get into it here, but you know the the person who was selling it was selling uh, ex- like expired rubbers. And oh. he, he was selling them as a discount, but not telling people they were expired. And so he was just trying to unload them. And, um, you know, we went to WCR now and WCR, you know, they're, they're, you know, really pretty above board. And so uh, I, I just, I haven't bought any new cause I had such a bad, ex- I don't say it was a terrible experience. It just, it wasn't worth it to me, you know, I, but I've not tried them now that I know that we would be getting fresher rubbers, you know? So I, I, I feel guilty sometimes because I'm like, man, I should really give it another shot and just see if it's good. But uh, again, I've used Ettore rubber for my whole career and it's just, it is, it's what I'm used to. I, I like Sorbo a lot for, especially for commercial, I like Sorbo rubber. Um, I don't really care for the Unger rubber. Um, I really don't like the Pulex. I really don't like the Pulex. I know some people like it a lot, yeah. um, but you know, surprisingly, the ones that I, I kind of like is the Owl rubber from ABC and I wasn't expecting to like it. Um, it's not, it still doesn't last as long as like the Ettore. Um, but for like commercial work, um, it's less expensive and I can, you know, I can give it to my new guys and they can, you know, they can use it. So it kind of saves me a little money on that. Um, but it's like, I tell anybody, you know, look, the right rubber, the best rubber is the one that works for your style of cleaning. And if you find one that you like, then just stick with it, you know, experiment if you want, but like, uh, a rubber isn't going to change your whole window cleaning career unless you find, unless you've been working with one that works against your style and then you find one that fits. Right. You know, but it's, it's really just uh, um, for me, it's more customer service. If customer service is is good and the rubber is, is fits my style man. you know, just stick with that. That's just always my advice. Yeah. Well, what I, the only thing I changed with the Sorbo is the, uh, I, I, I saw the new Viper with the Viper, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, The, um, yeah, the, the the new one, the new channel. The new one, right? Right? Yeah. yeah. So um I went for the, the thinner channel this time because you you kind of I kind of feel like after all the years of using Sorbo, it's taking a toll on my wrist a little bit. Mm. So um mm-hmm. that is I, a concern. I, yeah, so I, I I figured okay, I'm gonna get this lighter channel, just keep the roll and see how it works. And it worked it. I used it, was it last week? It was right before the baby came. I used it for about two weeks. Um, it worked pretty good, but, you know, again, um, I think the rubber they I, I bought with it is different compared to the roll. Mm-hmm. So it, I, I'm going to try just cutting, you know, um, the rubber the itself. Kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, see yeah, a lot I, of people do that with the Mormon, too. Cause the Mormon has the little, you know, corners there. And so they'll just take a regular one and then just cut it off like that. Yeah. So yeah, they'll, they'll do that. Um, yeah. You know, it's interesting uh, um, when you said that uh, with the, uh, you know, trying the different rubber on that. Uh, cause like, oh, on the wrist too, you know, like some people, they, cause I, I like the brass and I've heard people say, Oh no, the, the Ettore brass is too heavy. And I'm like, heavy, are you serious? How is that too heavy? And they like the the Unger, the Unger light, that's light, you know, and it's the the real aluminum 
um, channel and they, they, they swear by it, you know, and I try it and I'm like, man, I feel like I'm just going to break this thing you know, <laughs> when I'm going to, I don't yeah. feel like I have the control that I have yeah. with the brass because the brass has the clips at the end. So I feel like I can, you know, really control it. And then I dog ear my, my channels as well. You know, because I like a lot of people, you know, people are always like with the Mormon or with the other, they're like, oh, you know, there's no detailing and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, if you just dog ear the ends of the, of the ed array, you get that same control. It's just a matter of, you know, you just need to push down that rubber. So when you're getting that corner, you get that full corner of that, of that rubber up against that. Yeah, that's funny you mentioned that, uh, the corner thing. Yeah. yeah. You call it the, the dog ear? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I've done that forever. You know, I didn't even think, I didn't even know that's what it was called. I just, it was just intuitive that, oh man, I feel like I need to have more control on those ends. So I just started doing that. And then I talked, uh, who was it that I talked with? Oh, it might've been Michael Draper, as a matter of fact, he's the one who called it dog ears. And he, cause I was asking him about Mormon, you know, and, and he was saying, oh yeah, some guys really like it. They love it. You know, it fits with them. He's like, you know, they like the control. And I said, what do you like? He goes, oh, I just dog ear my channels. And I'm like, what's dog ear? And he's me. I was like, oh, I do that. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, then I guess I'm good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, you know, I, yeah, I, I would go back to the Tory if I could fit the sorbo rubber in there. Mm, I swear, man. I just well, you know, they do they do have they do have the sorbo rubber that has the rounded heads instead of the T ends, I think. But I don't know if they have it in the big roll though. Oh, I see in the big roll. Yeah, because okay. that's oh, my yeah. that big roll is my favorite. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, don't, I, I don't tried know it. I tried it before when I was still working for um AWC in the mm -hmm. Bay Area and it, it just it, you know it doesn't work the same but i love i love that rubber man yeah yeah so i i love it man and i would go back because again it's lighter right it's lighter and it's just uh yeah man i i kind of regret sometimes uh even trying picking up a sorbo because mm. man i really now you're spoiled huh? yeah <laughs> I, I swore by it man it was like my go-to for everything and yeah yeah but i don't get me wrong hey i, I I stuck with the storeboard, even though I wasn't quite, um, I wasn't quite, um, uh, what do you say, uh, sure of it. I wasn't sure if it was still for me. Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't confident with it. Right. As much. But it took some time. And after a while, I was like, okay, yeah, you know what? I think I got it now. And But see, that's, that's, that's the key of being a professional though, right there. What you say, Adrian is, you know, it's just like a professional, like a basketball player or a baseball player or whatever. Whenever they use a different type of equipment, there is like a, a, a time where you have to kind of get used to it. But if you're a professional, you understand all the intricacies of that motion, even if it may not seem like a big deal to a layperson, to a professional, you kind of learn how to make the tweaks that are necessary to make a piece of equipment work, you know. And that's the way it is with the rubbers and that's any, any type of squeegee, you know, anything that has its own little character or idiosyncrasy. If you're a professional and you really want to use that piece of equipment, you will learn it. You will learn to adapt. You'll learn to make changes. And like for me, because I've used the same equipment for so long, it's second nature. So I will always revert back to that no matter what. But if I'm using another, a different squeegee, you know, like for instance, a Sorbo, um, I've learned how to adapt my motion to make it work as good as, as it can, especially when you're talking about the, the softness or the hardness of a rubber. I, I like my rubber a little bit harder than, than probably most. And so, uh, uh, you know, when you have a softer, a softer rubber, I have to learn to adapt on the pressure that I'm putting on that, on the, on the squeegee in order to make that rubber work. Cause if I push too hard on it, then you're going to get streaks, right. Or you're going to leave lines. 
And, yeah. and so a professional knows themselves well enough that they can adapt and they can make, because I can pretty much make any squeegee work. You know, now I have my preferences because they fit into what my, my natural, you know, tendencies are, but it does, I can make anything work. And, and I think that's the biggest difference between someone who just shows up on the job and grabs any squeegeeing works to someone who is like, okay, this is my brand, but you know what? I got this for the day or this squeegee is going to work best for this job. I'm going to learn to use it and to make sure that I can do this, still have the same quality, even if it may be, I have to think a little bit more about what I'm doing than I normally do, you know? Yeah. I, I will tell you this, that when I do uh, decide to hire, if it's someone with no experience, they are going to start with the iterate because um, with Sorbo, man, if you, you do it wrong, angle it wrong, you will scratch a window. Yep. And it's yep. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's you know, forgiveness for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely going to try to train someone with that fanning, fanning that they can would probably be the best. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, you, if so, as long as someone gets pick, picks up the technique and the window comes out fine. I'll be happy with that. And then they could pick up yeah. the speed as they go. Yeah. But, um, well, you know, you mentioned the, um, your boss using that one um, deal. Was it a dealership, a car dealership or no, no, it was a golf course, golf course. Golf course yeah. That, that was kind of the training grounds. That, that's how I, I run my business with the commercial side. You know, I have, I have a commercial route. It's not huge. It's not a lot, but it, it is there. And I try to start my new guys on that route as, you know, that's the first thing that they're going to hit when they're learning. And this is, this is no experience, right? They're going to start there. And I usually have them with someone, they go do the route and they get all, they break it in. And when, once they're good enough to do the job themselves, then that's what I have them do. And it's, it's kind of like the, the training, you know, the training, uh, spring training grounds, so to speak. Yeah. And I'll put them there and then I will give them jobs. And even if it takes them the whole day to do like five jobs, that's just what they're going to work on. And I'm just going to give that to them. And that's, you know, they're going to be doing the work. They're going to learn how to drive the, the trucks. They're going to learn how to follow the schedule. They're going to learn how to get the signatures, how to collect the invoices or send the invoices. And, and I'm not concerned about making money on them at that point. I just want them to get through the motion and, and learn how to do the job. Even if they've got to clean one window six times until they get it right, yeah. I want them to get those reps in. And it's on a, a low risk job, right? And, you know, nice big frames, the, it's a commercial job. So the workers typically aren't going to be there looking over their shoulder, you know, seeing if they're doing it right. And they can kind of get the practice that they need. And I've always had that philosophy without really even thinking about it. Um, but then once they've kind of got the route down and now I see they're, they're getting done early and I give them more and they're finishing, they're still finishing early. Now I know, okay, they've learned enough of the basics and now I can pull them into the residential side and start training them on screens and training them on how blinds and, you know, everything else that, that is kind of stuff that we take for granted, but that someone who's never done residential has to learn because otherwise they're going to damage some stuff, you know, yeah. Yeah. but, but at least I use the commercial just for the basic stuff. Like what you're saying, you know, give them the, the basic squeegee, give them basic hip bucket, you know, boab and, 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 and a washer and just let them learn without pressure, you know, without having to feel like there's some deadline or some, um, time limit that they have to do. They can just take their time, do it. And then, you know, when they're ready, then we start pulling them into the more high pressure, you know, side of the job. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of like the way to go. Um, that way they lose the fear, you know, the, the squeegee um, and they kind of figure out what works for them. And just, you know, when you take it to the residential, they use that 
you know, on the smaller scale or bigger scale. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. Depending on the job. Yeah. 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 And so how did you get out? How did you get started on your own? Like, you know, you worked for someone for how, how long did you work for oh, the guy? Man. Uh, I was with them until 2018. So from 2010 2018 2018 yeah to 2018 i think it was it was at the end of 2018 when i left september of 2018 is when i left them okay. and it's because well my for one it's when my my wife got pregnant and then we moved because i lived in the bay area gotcha. san bruno and we moved over to hollister so at first i thought oh i'm gonna be able to do this commute not a problem you know, and my bosses, they were like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, you know, um, I, I, it's not going to be an issue. It's going to take me this long to get here, this long to get there. But I didn't think about the gas. You know, the, I didn't realize how crazy the commute was. Because it's when before COVID, it was about two and a half hours. Jeez. Yeah. And in the mornings. Um, I had to leave at five in the morning, right at five in the morning, so I could beat the traffic and swing around over to the bay. Um, because there's, so here in Hollister, they got something called Pacheco Pass, and there's like another valley over this hill. Mm -hmm. And all, everyone comes over the hill to go to the Silicon Valley to work in the Bay okay. Area. Yeah all the construction workers, painters, right. everything. Right. right. So that's everyone's, where the money, that's everyone's the money. in line. Huh? <laughs> yeah. That's where the higher pay is. You know, it's, um, so it, it, it's madness, man. The mornings were always crazy because it's just nonstop. You know, you see all these cars everywhere and just trying to get somewhere out there. So I did it for two weeks, man. I think after my first week, I was like, yeah, this is kind of, this is kind of crazy. Um, and then I was checked uh, the amount of gas I was using. My truck's a V8, right? Oh. So, so, yeah, man. <laughs> you know, uh, it was kind of like, man, you know, don't get me wrong. My bosses, they always took care of me, man. I was like, I was their dude, man. Yeah. I was their guy. You know, they're like, they're my Italian family, right? So, um, it, it just, uh, it was too much, man. And, um, Finally, I, I had to talk with them, and I was just like, you know what? Yeah, I gave them a two-week notice, man. And I, I honestly thought I wasn't going to be able to do it because, oh, man, I felt – so one thing about me was I felt like the company – it wasn't my company, but I, I treated yeah, it like it was. Absolutely, and that's why right? you know you're ready to run your own business because you're treating the people you work for as if you were invested in it you know, monetarily. Yeah, I, I cared, man. I, I mean, I made sure – that they had the right employees, um, even prior to me going, because I, even though I, the move hadn't happened yet, I, I had to start being realistic and be like, okay, you know, what if it doesn't work out? Um, and it, it just kind of, I started kind of brainstorming with my wife, like, okay, what if it doesn't work? And she goes, well, what if you start your own? And um, it kind of like, it kinda, that's kind of how, how I got, motivated to to do it you know just take that leap um right but uh but yeah it was it was after i gave my two-week notice um they paid me out whatever they they owed me vacation time whatever 
else there was. And I, I pretty much got all that money and I threw it into advertising, man. Mm-hmm. I, I bought the equipment and I, I, I threw everything into advertising um, to Yelp. I threw it into Yelp pretty much and, and Google ads, I believe. Um, and Facebook, I did Facebook, but you know, when you first start, right? It's, it's one thing knowing, knowing the work and the ins and outs, but not the, the business aspect of it. Yeah. That's, that's going from a tech, right? From cleaning to an owner where you got to actually run the business and make business decisions. Yeah. And that's, that's the hard part. That's the hardest shift for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, it, it definitely was a, a learning experience, especially because the time of the year where I, where I, I kind of started, which was October, it was October of 2018. So it was like gutter season windows. And, you know, I figured, Oh, well, whatever work does come in, it might, it might be like a paycheck, you know, mm-hmm. from back when I was with the company, but it wasn't that, that easy. You know, it took me a while to figure out Yelp, right? Yeah. Um, not you, can, all the, you can burn through a lot of money with Yelp if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, man. And, and I did. And I did. <laughs> um, and I did. Um, because, you know, as part of it is they got that system where you get someone's requesting a quote and they might not even be for you. It yes. might be for a different company. Yes. And that's, uh, that's one of the things that just kind of killed me with it. But yeah. Um, and then, you know, I, I was used to going to the job maybe at least if i could see the job i'll mm-hmm. be able to give a price mm-hmm. but some of these sometimes when i re- they got the the request i was either home and they were way up north and i'm like oh, man how am i going to do this so i kind of figured like i i learned how to use google earth um maps of the internet most houses have been flipped out there mm-hmm. so there's a bunch of pictures of them out there um asking the common questions you know do you have grids um are they pellet windows are they just regular windows you know all that stuff it kind of gave me an idea and i just i kind of learned doing it that way um a little bit and you know i used to i i remember talking to a couple of people from racing steam i forget it was for some kind of tech technical help and Mm -hmm. some of the guys would be like oh yeah when i give people quotes over the phone i just kind of look online i'm like how are you going to do that how are you going to give someone a quote without actually looking at the job? So yeah, I kind of uh, started asking people for pictures and some people were hesitant. Um, but after COVID, after COVID hit, that really, that really boomed. Then people they were, like, then no they, were thank, they were thanking you for that, right? <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. like, I, yeah, you know, it was kind of like, I guess I don't have to adjust that much because I'm kind of already doing it that way. Yeah. You know, um, and I, I attribute that to, kind of our little boom that we had because that you know of course like everybody we we got hit hard in uh, april and may you know and i was wondering if we we're going to be able to finish but like you said because we, we use response a bit so they can go onto our website click get a free quote and then it runs them through like a questionnaire and we've always used that we've had i mean it's been it's been fine you know um but like you said there's always people who just want you to come by you know they don't really want to do the whole thing but like you said once we hit COVID, that was like such a strength in our favor that people were like, oh, wait, I can get a quote without anybody coming over, you know, during this pandemic. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. And then it's like they didn't want to talk to anybody else because they, they got all the information they needed. 
they were fine with the price and it was like, okay, you know, instead of getting a bunch of quotes and making a decision, they were now going, what's the most convenient and what's the most makes me feel secure, you know? So yeah, like you said, it just was kind of the time just kind of worked out for, for those types of quotes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it, yeah, right. Actually now there's been people, um, that been a little hesitant again to send the pictures. And that's why, you know, like we discussed last time, it was kind of like, I, I really want to do responsive bid and I'm working on mm -hmm. exactly how I'm going to, when I do purchase it, I already kind of, I have a notebook, a notebook with notes, man. And yeah, I, yeah. I, every job I've been going to, it's like, okay, I'm going to be doing this, that, and, you know, um, and watching, you know, hearing some of the podcasts and some of the conversations on into the mm -hmm. flow and, just, you know, all that stuff's good for us, man. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, it's kind of like you can use it. You know, yeah. it's like, okay, um, if I need to tweak it, what am I going to do? So responsibility is definitely going to be added to my, my webpage. Uh, so it, it helps me. I don't have to commute as much. But, yeah, yeah sometimes for realtors, you do have to yeah. go yeah and it's like and they tell you that too you know they always say look this isn't for every single job this will this will save you from going to about 80 percent of the jobs and then there's going to be 20 percent that either the 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 styles are just too you know unique it's like a custom house or the customer's older and they just don't understand computers or like you say you're dealing with the realtor and there's you know or like a construction clean you know i mean there's just there's other things like well for instance like with pellas like you mentioned earlier i don't if they say if they click they have pellas boom they're, they're gone it's it's a uh, i'm gonna go see it i'm not gonna do no response a bit on pellas and you know <laughs> i i, I want to see what we're up against you know i'm not just gonna yeah. do that so um, so, but, but like you said, it saves me. Whereas before I was almost ready to come off the glass just to have time to do the estimates. And I was like, that is nuts. Why on earth would I do that? That is just so, you know, and then I was like, well, am I going to pay somebody to go do estimates for me? You know? And so it responsive, it just fit perfect for that right at the right time when I needed it. Um, I had, I had learned about it at one of the, um, I think it was one of the ice expos back when they, when those existed. Um, and I, that's when I first heard about it, but I didn't pull the trigger on it. And then the next convention I saw them at, I was like, yeah, this is it. It's time. I got to do this. And um, yeah. So I, I went ahead and I've, I've loved it and customers really like it too, you know, yeah. but um, no, it's really good. It's pretty good that you're being smart on that, you know, and, and you've, and you've grown pretty fast, right? I mean, you, you've done pretty well out there. Yeah. Well, part of the reason, so part of the sacrifice is, uh, the area I cover. So I go all the way up to, I don't go into San Francisco. It's just, that's just a whole nother, more traffic, headaches, parking tickets. You don't want to look at that. But I do San Mateo County up to South San Francisco. Um, and then I'll, I don't go over the coast there, but I do go. So I, I got San Mateo, Santa Clara County, which is all Silicon Valley. Um, San Benito, which is Hollister, um, Monterey County is another one. So I'm like, I, yep. I, I, you know, when you have a family as big as I do, I, you yeah. can't, yeah. you can't stop, you know, you gotta get work. If there's not work over there, there's work over here. Mm -hmm. And, um, mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that helped me out is I start, I ask people, put me on next door, you know, tell your friends and family, 
the referrals, man. That's like, yeah, that's the best because yeah. as you know, Yelp with Yelp, sometimes people will go based on your reviews or yeah. they try to go for the cheapest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I've always heard if you're closing so many jobs out of 10 jobs, you're probably mm-hmm. too cheap. You're probably too and cheap. I started paying attention to like, okay. Um, people were saying, Oh, he's the price is right. Oh, I'm like, oh man, you know what? <laughs> I said, I, 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 I knew it too because of the hours, some of the hours and some of the jobs. I did pretty good. They, they would come out to like between 50 to 70 at first. And then I, I kind of try to up it a little bit more. Um, but yeah, man, I, I did, I did learn um, to ask for referrals, man. That's like, because when someone refers you, they, um, when, um, their friends ask for a quote more likely they're gonna go with you yeah because they they saw your work already yes they yes. know you do a good job and you know that's so that's my advice to anyone starting out there is if you to uh, well and, and here's here's the psychological part of that people love to be at the beginning of a, of a of a person's growth you know and especially if they like you like because then they feel like oh i discovered this guy right i mean i still have clients from 20 years ago who when i walk up and i and i clean from i'm talking with them the first thing they tell me is i remember when you used to clean for me 20 years ago and you were just this little kid and you came walking up and you know and you came and i was like how's this kid gonna clean my windows i know you did such a good job and you're such a nice young man you know and they love to be the one to say oh i i had i had you know adrian clean for me back when you know he started out and they want to tell their friends that you know and then they can say oh he's clean for me since he started and you, you'll never find anyone better than that. And it's that whole kind of like, they take ownership of your success (laughs) and they, and they feel, they feel they celebrate when you succeed because they love to see that story, especially if you're a nice guy, you know, now if you're a jerk or you give, you don't do good service or you don't, you know, you don't have good customer service. um, They're not going to root for you like that. But if they, you know, if you make a connection with those people and like you say, then you ask them, Hey, if you have friends or family who are looking to get their window, if you throw my name out there, I'd appreciate it so much. It would help a small business like me so much, you know, oh man, people love to root for the little guy, you know, and yeah. you, if you can get those people in your corner, that's like some powerful free advertising, you know, if you can get it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, that's the way to do it, man. Um, I, I, I like to uh, break the ice with clients because, you know, sometimes you go and they're there and nobody's talking and, so once I'm clean, I'm a, I start cleaning windows near them. I'm yes. like, oh, so hey, I start making some kind of conversation. Yeah. You know, I always find something that clicks and uh, it just kind of goes from there. And then they're like, we're definitely going to tell our friends and our neighbors. And, um, you know, we have our own little network here. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, cool, man. Yeah. yeah, but you, you hit on something really important, Adrian. And I think this is something where we excel in at Into the Flow. Um, the type of, of cleaners who are attracted to this this group, um, you know, it's like they're not we're not just in it for the money. You know, obviously you run a business because you need to make money and you want you want to be successful. You want your business to be profitable. But it's so many people in our line of work. It's like they view their work as like cutthroat, like, man, if I don't get what's mine and, you know, someone else is going to get it, ain't no one going to get my money. And they have the attitude and it's reflected in the way they treat their customers, you know, 
Yeah. And and the thing about it, what I found that I've I've I mean, obviously I, I I'm I'm proud that my my business is profitable. I, I'm wanting it to to grow in the right ways. I don't want it to I'm not expecting to be a huge national <laughs> franchise, but I, I I want my business to grow and, and to be where I it's it makes enough that I don't have to to work physically, you know, on it. But what I find the most joy in is in the connections. And, you, you know, you just mentioned about talking with them and just kind of getting to know them a little bit. The thing that I really stuck out with me during this whole pandemic, um, especially early on, especially like, you know, the May, the Junes, the, and then the Julys and Augusts, because at that time, especially like in August, you know, July, August, um, older people who are mostly my clients had, hadn't seen their family in months, you know, because a lot of them are snowbirds. Yeah. So their family's out of, t- out of state and normally they would have been coming in, you know, every couple months to visit and they hadn't seen them for months, you know? And then when the holidays came, you know, that's the time when all the families were getting together and they were, they knew that their family wasn't coming. And so they were sad and they were just really down. And, you know, we obviously were taking all of our precautions and wearing the, the masks and, you know, wearing gloves and booties and everything that we could, you know, obviously there's still risks and stuff, but, we were in their house in close company with people who we had already had an established relationship with. And I, I personally was touched by so many 15 minute conversations that I had with some of my customers, because I was probably the closest thing to family that they had seen in months, you know, because their, their family wanted to protect them, you know, and, and, um, now, of course, most of the older ones are vaccinated. So now the family's coming over again and it's, it's not as urgent, but just that, that small piece of time, I really kind of felt the weight of the role that we had that I'm one of the few people that these individuals may even get to talk to in person and the, the human connection that I had the opportunity to make with them, um, made me happy in a way I don't think I had expected to be able to fill that role for them for just, even just, if it's just for a few moments, you know? And, um, but it's like that, that's, I, if you're just in it for the money, you're going to miss the whole underlying uh, uh, beauty of moments like that, you know? Yeah. And, but if you're looking to make a connection with people, those things just pop up right in your face and can sometimes even change your life, you know, change the way you view other people in general. And, you know, I don't want to overstate that, but for me personally, that's, you know, I just felt that I felt that unexpectedly I was filling a, a role that would normally be filled by their family or friends. And now I was the substitute for that. And it was kind of a privilege to be able to help them get through this in this little way till the time when they could actually be with their loved ones and the ones who they're super close with, you know. Yeah. But, I don't know. Window cleaning is just kind of a weird, it's such a weird mix like that, you know, <laughs> where we're there for the funerals, we're there for the parties, the celebrations, the births, the graduations That's and, true. and the sad times, you know, when the family, you know, I, I remember one time I went to go clean for a long time customer and the husband was uh, dying of cancer and the, all the family was going to come and say their goodbyes. And I got there not knowing what to expect. I mean, I knew he was sick. I knew that he had cancer. I had no idea he was on his last legs, you know, and I show up and he's there in a hospital bed in the middle of the living room and I'm working and cleaning 
and he's talking with me, you know, and my back's to him and he can't hardly sit up anyways, but he's like telling me jokes and he's just asking how I'm doing and he's chatting and, and I was just, I wasn't, you know, I didn't, I just talked to him like he was like before, you know, I didn't pretend there was anything. I just, this is another human being. I'm going to talk to him like another human being. And, you know, we got done and we chatted some more and I hugged him and, um, you know, it was just really touching to know that I was in such a weird, special spot where it was so intimate um, with him, you know, at, at a, you know, he, he didn't, he only lived just a few days later, you know, but to give him a normal conversation, because, you know, every single conversation after that was going to be tears, it's going to be emotional. And I could just give him, uh, you know, a few hours of just normal guys talking, you know, nothing underlying, nothing different, no having to say or say important things. It's just, Hey, two guys talking about baseball and joking around and, you know, but we get to do that, you know, and it's like, man, it's just, it's such a, such a weird place to be sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I definitely saw that too. You know, there were clients that hadn't seen their parents. Um, but I got to see the parents because sometimes I got the job. Maybe I did it. I think there's a few where I did the parents' house and then they referred me to their kids. Mm, mm, and, mm. you know, I would go from one house to the other. And, you know, I, I got this last year, I went to the daughter's house first. And I was like, oh, how's your mom? And they're like, oh, you know, we, we haven't seen them since the pandemic. And then a couple of weeks later, I get a call from the mom and I go and, you know, they, they, they think FaceTime, FaceTime kind of helps them a little bit. But yeah. Yeah. You know, I was the other, besides their gardener, you know, or their cleaning ladies, uh, yeah. I was like their, their, the other guy they would talk to, but yeah, you saw, uh, I saw a lot of that for sure. You know, people just going through it, not being able to see their loved ones and, Sometimes yeah. we're that ear, you know, that we're that person they want to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Yeah. But, I, you know, like I said, I just, I feel like the the people who are in, in ITF have the capacity to kind of understand and comprehend that, you know, and, and appreciate that role because we're, we're not just in it to make a bunch of money. We're in it to, you know, one, provide for our families, you know, have a profitable and, and efficient business but help others too, you know, and, and if we have that, that little opportunity, we take advantage of it, you know? So yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, part of my, part of my problem is um, I got to cut myself off when I, yeah. when I'm talking to them. Yep. I'd say way, I, I'm like, Oh man, I gotta, I gotta no, keep going. <laughs> I, I, and that's, that's one of the reasons why I don't ever have, I don't ever work by myself anymore. I always have someone with me because and I've done, and just in fact, like last week, I had a, a guy with me and I said, look, this is a long time client. I'm going to probably clean about three windows and I'm going to talk to them the whole rest of this time. So you're going to have, you're going to do this whole house by yourself. So I'm just letting you know, don't, don't come looking for me to come and help you out. We are just going to be, and we did. I mean, we gabbed for, you know, probably about 45 minutes and it's just cause I hadn't seen him in a long time, you know? And, uh, um, we did. I cleaned literally four, th- like three windows <laughs> and then just talked. And, uh, you know, the other guy finished the house, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, if I'm by myself, oh, man, that was such between talking with the customers, answering my phone and then trying to get the job done. I mean, a, a house that would have normally taken me an hour, you know, would take me two sometimes. So, 
Yeah, yeah you gotta I, be you gotta be careful. I always I always look at my phone to be like, so at the end of the job, I know okay, I BS for this long. <laughs> you know, halfway through the job, at the end of the, I didn't leave till this time because after I was done, we BS for this much. Longer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, it, I, I I'm a people person. I I've always I like having conversations. You know, and you know it's just. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead finish. Oh no, yeah, it's just you know, it's it just hearing people's stories. Uh, something you connect different ways, and yeah, it's it's cool, man. It's cool. It's- but see, that's how you build the loyalty, right? That's how you build. It's like a, a, a Kevin Hargis always says, you know, customer satisfaction is worthless. Customer customer loyalty is priceless, because there's a there's probably about eighty percent of the companies in Tucson could satisfy our customers with a decent quality window cleaning job. But you want the customers like, I don't want none of those. I want this guy. I want Gabe to be there because he's the one I made a connection with. He's the one who I trust, you know? And if you can get to that point where uh, the customer, even if they can get the same deal or more from someone else, but they want you, so that's when your your business is going to be good. All right. Well, uh, one thing I did want to talk with you real briefly before we let you go um, is IWCA. You know, I know you had mentioned that when you were with your former company, you had a lot of dealings with IWCA as far as going to the conventions. Um, but you're not a member now, but you're going to you're going to be one soon. Right. You're going to try. Right. right. Yeah. I kind of held off a little bit. Um, I was planning on going last year, but then COVID hit because mm. Vegas is just you know yeah yeah it's hops it's just right there ride your bike there (laughs) yeah Yeah, and believe it or not i hadn't gone to vegas since i was like in my teens Mm. um with my family or something so Mm -hmm. um yeah i just uh i figured it would be cool to go again i my first one was back in uh 2017 in arizona Mm -hmm. and uh that that was my first one I, i went to and man, I, I'll never forget just, you know, seeing all these people there and um, just that vibe, you know, just, yeah, yeah, yeah man, it's so cool, man. Um, but I, I got to meet a couple of the, uh, I got to meet Ron Musgraves, um, Doug Rucker. Um, and I, I mentioned those two because I remember going to the convention because we were hearing about soft washing mm. and, um, we were asking people, oh, do you know about soft washing? And everyone kept saying, oh, you got to talk to Doug. Um, yeah. Well, what Doug? Oh, there's Ron. Because oh, <laughs> you know, there's Ron this, Ron that. You know, it's, yeah. Um, I even, uh, I saw, what's it called? The Phil Simple. Mm-hmm. He was there. He was there too. But yeah, I, I think uh, being part of the IWC is just, it's a, it's a mandatory thing well i think because for one you know if you you get the training you you're up to date with safety yep. um and i know for myself i want to go to take the business classes yes because that's that's yeah. again you know it's one thing being you know good at window cleaning but if i'm not that good with the business mm-hmm. aspect you know it's kind of one of those things where I just want to make sure my business succeeds. Yeah. And I, I am the, the biggest proponent of that, Adrian, is is because, you know, I, I, I learned the hard way. I, I just did everything. I was a single 
owner operator for years never really wanted to grow it you know it's kind of more of a part-time thing but you know it's like you you know you start getting customers and you just can't help but grow and as we grew i i just was so inefficient in so many areas that i just didn't know i, I mean i'm not a businessman i didn't start the business to have this big huge you know empire i started it just to make a little few extra bucks you know and, and um so you fall into it and then all of a sudden it's growing and you're not, you can't control it. And then you're starting to make decisions that you just don't know. You don't know what you don't know, you know? Yeah. And so that's what I, I went to the, the, did you go to the San Diego one? No, I didn't. No? Okay. So I went to the San Diego one and that one was the first full one I went to where I actually, cause I've been to a couple others, but it was just mainly the trade show. I really wasn't involved in it. And that was the first one I was like, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to take every single class I can on administration and running and how to run an office. Cause by that time I had employees and I just was not running them efficiently, you know, and I learned so much, um, the, from one, from that one year to the next, our profits increased $20,000. And that was, I mean, we were busier. We definitely were more popular as far as a company, but I, I, that is all what I learned at the IWCA convention on one, how to run crews, how to do, you know, how to, to, to keep payroll manageable, how to keep track of how, you know, how to actually monitor profits. I never knew how to monitor profits. I knew how much money I was coming in, but I didn't know how much money I was spending out, you know, to do that, to get that money to come in. And, you know, just office to, I mean, just so many different things. It was like my eyes were opened to all of these avenues of, of not only making money, but saving money and spending smart, you know, instead of just throwing money down the tube, like you say, you know, you, you, Yelp is good for some people, but if you don't do it right, you're just throwing money and it's not, you're not going to see nothing for it, you know? And then that's why you get people say, oh, Yelp's terrible or, or home advisor's terrible or whatever. You know, they're all just different tools. Some tools are going to work for others and some are not going to work for, for the rest. Yeah. And, and then if you, if it might work for you, if you don't do it right, then it could still have a spectacular fail, you know? So, but again, that's all education. That is all learning what the, the things that you need to know, but then also talking to the people who have been to where you're at and getting their advice. You know, like we you're talking about talking to Doug, trying, you're breaking into a new, you know, soft washing, never done that before. What do I got to do? I got to talk to someone who's, who's successful at it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you going to find a bunch of those people all at the same spot? <laughs> you know, yeah. at the IWCA. I mean, that's, that's what, what a value it is because you, you get, you get the education, organized education, and then you get the, the networking education, which sometimes is even more valuable than the, than the, the learning in the class, you know? Yeah. And you know, one of the other things I want to go for is I want to learn the, they got the high rise. Oh yes. Certification. So, Cause the Bay area is going up like you know now that's the new thing you got these big old like two three city block wide wow. you know condos and um they're about eight stories ten stories and it's that's that's where that's where everything's heading oh at least over there and you know eventually when i grow i i want to be able to do that yeah right because that's it's for one you know what the funny part is <laughs> the company I worked for, we never did high rise. I leave, 
I leave. And they That's what they do. <laughs> they told me, too, man, you should have waited a little bit longer. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe that's more a statement of how they're afraid you were going to kill yourself. Huh? They're like, okay, Adrian's gone. We can start the high rise now. We won't have any lawsuits. We're going to be all right. <laughs> well, the, the thing was, the, the guys that came in, they worked for a company that, you know, that's what they did, high rise. Right, right. They did a lot of commercial up in San Francisco. And then they came in where we do a lot more residential. But then once they had the, the right guys, it was like, okay, they, they saw the opportunity to get a little bit more into, mm-hmm. into that, that thing. So, yeah, I, I definitely want to take that in the administration classes. And because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I've reached out to a couple of guys because I'm the kind of guy that if I see a window cleaner or a company, yeah, I, yeah. I go, I'll stop and I talk to yeah, them. Yeah, me too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so, um, I, I, I reached out to a couple of people. I'm like, Hey man, if you need help, um, Hey, I just want to try it. Don't pay me, man. Just, you know, let me do it. <laughs> but it's some people, they, they're like, yeah, this guy already has his own company. I don't, they just, I never get no, the and, call. And, and I don't, and I don't blame them for that, you know? Um, but I, I'm the same way, man. I, I, ever since it's like, you know, whenever you get the side eye, you know, you'll be cleaning some storefront and you look through th- three storefronts down as another company and everyone's kind of, you're kind of staring each other down. You're looking at, Hey, what, what, kind of, what kind of vehicle are they driving? You know, what do they got? Are they got a wrap or they just got lettering or they got a magnet or what, you know, and you're comparing each other. And whenever that would happen, I just, I just cut right to it. I just walk right up to, after I'm done. I walk over to them. Hey, I'm Gabe. I only gave spotless window clean. What's your guy's name? You know, is this your company? Do you work for someone? How do you like it? You know, you guys do a lot of work. You know, I just start talking with them and that way they know I'm not a threat, you know? And sometimes even, of course, it depended on how the conversation went, but at the end I'd say, you know, just, just so you know, I've been doing this customer for a long time. I'm not really interested in these other ones. So I, you know, I, I'm not, my, my thing is residential. I'm not, I'm not in the storefronts. I just been doing this long time. So just just want to let you know, I'm not, I'm cool. You know, I'm not going to be coming to get you. And once they know that you're, you're just a, a regular guy and you're not trying to, to, you know, go in there and just steal all of their work, then, you know, then they start waving at you, you know, and you'll, you'll sometimes I'll drive and there's like another company uh, that, yeah, you just, Hey, what's up, man? You know, or I even had some of my workers come up and they said, yeah, I had some guy from another company come up and they're like, Gabe, how's it going? Oh, you're not Gabe. Oh. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and uh, um, you know, so I, it's, it's, I, I, I think there's a lot of value to that. And, and there's definitely some who are competitive and yeah. are like, Oh, you know, you're going to come here. And I'm I like, know. whatever, you know, I don't let that bother me. But probably about, I'd say like, you know, 80 to 90% of the, the competitors I'm friendly with, you know, that they yeah. know me, we've met, we've talked. And it's like, I'm not, they know I'm not trying to go get their, their work. They, you know, they got their work. There's plenty of houses to go around, plenty, of, especially commercial to go around. Yeah. So, you know, it just, it's one of those things where, you know, if you want to make a big deal about, you know, people coming on your turf, you can, but I don't know, to me in the end, it just, it just, it's much more easier if you've got competitors who you're friendly with and then if you know because i get a lot of workers from my competitors you know i've had a lot some of my my best employees have been competitors say hey i hired this guy on temporary we're done with this project you know you got any openings and i'm like yes if they're a good employee send them this way you know and why would they do that if if they weren't comfortable with me you know so that just pays pays to be friendly well you know what um i from from one of those uh, conversations with a window cleaner in San Francisco, the minute, the day, my last day with the company, um, I, I had, you know, I said my goodbyes, gave them hugs and 
I was walking in my car. My boss comes out and he goes, if you know anybody, you know, we're, we're looking. <laughs> and um, I get the, I get a call from this guy. Hey, is this Adrian? I said, yeah. He goes, hey, um, are you hiring right now? Because I'm looking for someone. I'm looking for job, for work. Mm. And I'm like, Ron, I got a guy <laughs> for you right now. And the guy's been there. I mean, what are the chances of that right, happening, right? right? Right. The minute, you know, my last day, I'm walking to my car, I get a call, and it's like, there it is, man, mm -hmm. my replacement. <laughs> and the there guy's is. been there ever since. The, nice. the guy's been there ever since. So, so it's important. I it's important to network. Yeah. Um, you know, I I I'll, I'll tell you that one of the when I went to the convention, there was a I'm not gonna say who it was, but I was when we were asking for advice mm -hmm. on the soft washing and other things. They were like, "Oh, what part of California are you guys from?" Like, "Oh, Northern California." They were like, they didn't want to talk to us because they said that people from up here, all the window cleaners were like, they were in competition with each other and they were like all fighting each other. So it was like, dude, but we're not, obviously we're not, we're not like that. Right. Cause you know, there, I, I, I got that. That happened to me from another uh, business owner around here. They, where they gave me attitude or whatever, mm -hmm. but, but, you know, back then, you know, we, we always talked to people, I, even when I was with that company. Right. So mm -hmm. we were like, well, that's not us. Cause we we're here to, you know, network and, you know, learn, right. Talk to other window cleaners. But, but the guy was like, well, you're from Northern California. If you were from LA, it would be different because everyone down there networks, but you guys are all fighting each other. And, I was like, oh man, you know, but eventually, you know, I, I kept going, you know, bugging that person and yeah, they, they, they started, you know, all right, come on, I'll talk to you now. Yeah. But, you know, I, I had to convince them like, Hey man, um, it, it's not like that. Yeah. I, I, I know there's people out there that are competitive. Like you were mentioning, you know, there's yeah. people that think you're going to steal their business and all oh, this is my mm -hmm. territory. That was their whole thing was the territory right. thing but right. it's like there's so much work for everyone yep. it's you know there's no there's no point no it, it, you know and a lot of it is a pride thing too you know it's like people gotta gotta be alpha you know and they gotta act like they're the best or they're you know no one's gonna disrespect them or whatever and it's like you know i i and i've, I've said this a lot and, and it's just if you know me i'm a data person I want information and like someone can, can insult me and tell me these things that I've done wrong. And the first thing I'm going to hear is, Oh, so this, this needs to be adjusted or, you know, it's, it's the information in the, in the insult that I'm, I'm going to focus on at first, you know, and it's because that's valuable. And I don't think that's when people shut other people out and they say, Oh, I'm not talking to him because of X, Y, Z you've just shut off a data source. You've just shut off the opportunity to learn from that person, from their experiences, from their expertise. Um, and, and like some of the people I've talked to, uh, even some who have been in business uh, you know, a lot uh, less time than me, 
they've, they've just done run their business a certain way. And I'm like, man, I really like that. I wish I would have thought of that, you know, 10 years ago. And I've made changes in my business because of that. And if I would have had the attitude, well, I've been doing this 20 years, there's nothing this person can teach me. Um, I'd miss out on that information, you know? And, and, and like what you said, you know, yeah. you, you were smart enough to keep kind of working on that person because you saw the value in the information that they had. And so when they were doing that, you could have just written them off and said, ah, forget it. You know, if they're going to have the attitudes for me, I'm not talking to them. Um, but you did, you didn't let that shake you. And I think that's, that's more successful business people are not afraid to get the information, you know, and, and they're not going to let pride get in the way and they're not going to let attitude get in the way or, or whatever. They're just going to talk to people and, and be, you know, work with each other and, and give, you know, give as much as they take. And, and uh, that's how you get, and that's networking, right? That's, that's what networking is. And if you're networking with the right yeah. people, man, it can just make such a huge difference in your, in your business for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. That, that's why, you know, I like into the flow. It's, 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 you know, you feel the, the brotherhood, man. Yeah. You know, it's like one family. Absolutely. Um, and that's, yeah, for sure, man. But I, I'll never forget that, man. I was like, <laughs> oh man, that's, that's not cool. You know, you're trying to get information and they're like, uh, uh-uh. yeah, <laughs> but I was like, oh man, I'll, I'll, yeah, you know, yeah, but it's, it's again, you know, I, that's why I, I like, I, I, I love talking to other companies. I love talking to other companies and um, it's just, you know, sometimes I get big jobs that I know I can't handle. Right. Yep. So, hey, now I got someone to call. Oh, mm-hmm. this company, they got X mm-hmm. amount of crew members or they, they yep. that's what they do. Now I'm going to do that. Absolutely. You know, I've done that several times. Yep. Me too. Me too. I don't have, a, I know when not, not to take on something. Yeah, absolutely. Adrian, you're, you're absolutely right, man. But yeah, we got, we got to wrap things up. Cause you and I, we could just talk pretty much all day long because <laughs> we, we get along so well. And uh, I really appreciate you coming on. In fact, we're going to have to have you come on a sec, another time. All right. So maybe like six, six months down the road, we'll have you come back and we'll find out, see how your little baby's doing. But just, just so you guys all know, and who's listening in, Adrian and I did an interview a few weeks ago and we had technical errors and we lost it. And it was such a good interview. And I said, Adrian, we got to have you come back, man. We got to do it again. This interview was nothing like that other interview. <laughs> so, so, and, but it was really, really good. And it broke my heart that we lost it. So um, I, just, I think you and I just connect enough that we can get a lot of good information out there from uh, two experienced uh, uh uh, workers and, and you know, have been doing this for a while. So we'll definitely have you back, but hey, please send our love and congratulations to your family on your new one. And uh, we really wish you the best, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. Dude. All right, buddy. We well, take care. And thank you guys all for listening. We appreciate it. And you guys have a great weekend. Flow on.